0: welcome to on texas football i'm bobby burton your host joined today by jerry hamilton uh jerry is on the road yet again uh getting ready i think to go into tyler high uh, in about the 45 minutes to an hour here uh jerry uh of on three and inside texas uh your source Uh, for University of Texas Longhorn football and uh, recruiting news. Jerry, um, one of the reasons we're having this discussion right now, as opposed to later in the day when we were initially scheduled, is that there's been some breaking news on the recruiting front for the Longhorns, and I wanted to get your take on that. Uh, First of all, Eric Nalin reports this morning that North Crowley linebacker uh, Samaj Burrell uh, will not visit Ohio State this weekend, as expected, but instead we'll make a return visit to the University of Texas. Additionally, Jerry, you put in a prediction for Burrell to pick potentially pick Texas. Uh, so where's that I, obviously a great sign for Texas. What's your read on the whole situation and tell us a little bit about him as a player?
1: Yeah, absolutely. First off, Bobby, I gotta I, these guys gotta know how bad we travel when we're on the road a sugar-free root beer, and, and, and big league two, okay? So let me get that out of the way. First of all, that's – I hope my significant other doesn't see that because she gives me hell. But, um, yeah, Samaj Burrell, huge news, man. Uh, look, I put in the RPM prediction for Texas, a pretty strong one, um, a couple of days ago just based on intel in the DFW area, somebody pretty close to that recruitment. And things were definitely a, a trending Texas' direction. Um, over Oklahoma because he made the visit to Oklahoma a few weeks ago, Um, which, by the way, if he ends up at Texas, that's a first big win for the Texas staff against Brent Venables, and that's something to note because we talked about it before. Brent Venables is going to go hard and heavy in DFW. He used to recruit the area for the Sooners, so I think Oklahoma's going hard and heavy in DFW even more than ever uh, under Brent Venables with that recruiting staff. But, look, canceling the Ohio State visit, and coming back to Austin, back-to-back weekends, I mean, that's like when we talked about Jaden Chapman coming in back-to-back weekends. It's hard to get a, a, you know, go stronger, say, okay, a team is trending uh, for a prospect than when you make back-to-back visits. I mean, especially when you cancel a trip to a blue blood like Ohio State, which is making a push for Burrell. Uh, so I think Texas is in a great spot. Um, I think It wouldn't shock me if he didn't make a decision somewhat soon. Um, or very soon. We'll see. Uh, But Texas is in a really good spot for the best Mike linebacker in the state of Texas and one of the best in the country. And it would be a huge win for the staff because you want to talk about position of need. That's that's way up there uh, near the top of the list for this program.
0: Yeah, we got another, we got a transfer offer that just came in uh, two days ago. We need to talk about at the same position, Josh White originally from Side Creek, but now at LSU. I know you talked to some coaches there uh, at uh, Side Creek, I think, or, or around Josh White to get some intel. I did as well, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Another player, you mentioned Jaden Chapman coming in. I, I'm hearing that it's possible Jaden Greathouse also makes a return visit uh, this weekend. The receiver out of Austin, Westlake, we'll have to uh, see what, what comes of that. Uh, the next, next guy I want to go to, though, is actually yeah. someone that you broke the news on. And that's Zalance Hurd, the young man out of Monroe Neville, up off of I-20 in in the state of Louisiana. Uh, Zalance, uh, the number 15 ranked prospect in the entire country uh, by on three, uh, told you, first of all, he was offered by LSU on Wednesday. Didn't know what that might mean for the Longhorns' chances because Obviously, LSU's in the in-state school with a, a, a big pedigree behind it. But you talked to Zalance Heard today. He's still coming into Austin this weekend, which was tentative at a time, but now he's coming in on Friday. And uh, you also had news that LSU offered him as an offensive lineman, not as a defensive lineman like the Longhorns are recruiting him.
1: Yeah, for those that don't know Zalance Heard, number 15 in the on three hundred. Charles Power, and I believe he is one of the absolute top prospects in this class. He's the first non-five-star in the on 300. He is at Monroe Neville, extremely talented school uh, up in, uh, obviously, north part of Louisiana, traditionally an LSU school, right? I mean, so we throw that out there um, because it is Will. his teammate, Will Campbell, who played left tackle last year, is at LSU in spring practice right now. Zalance was a D-lineman uh, growing up played offensive line last year, right tackle, and was a star for the first time since he says youth football, like fifth or fifth grade. Um, but Bo Davis, Texas and Ole Miss offered him the same day. I don't know who offered first last year in April, but Bo Davis was either the first or second to offer Zalance Hurd. And since that time, he's built a tremendous relationship with Hurd um, and a key person in that circle. Look, Hurd's always leaned, leaning, leaned to wanting to play defensive line uh, first in college, and I th- still think that's where his heart is. I don't think long-term, though, he's going to be tied to, I'm going to this school because I get to play D-line. I don't think it's going to go that direction after talking to him two or three times now. I think he's coming around to where his highest upside is, but I think in, for when you're talking about Texas chances – that Bo Davis relationship with Heard and somebody very close to Hurd is going to be key through all this recruitment because now that LSU offered, and that was Brad Davis, the offensive line coach, they offered him as an offensive tackle. Bobby, you know what happens now that LSU offers. The next offer is going to be Bama. They can't wait too long, right? So this recruitment is about to get real. Uh, but Texas getting him on campus for a second time uh, since June, it is key for the Longhorns and in their, in their chances in this recruitment. And Texas is going to have to lean on Bo Davis on this one. He's the one with the relationship. Uh, and so we'll see how it goes. Uh, but let me just tell you something. If you're walking around in Austin Saturday and you see a guy at 6'5, 295 with 36 and a half inch arms and 11 inch hands, it's Zalance Hurd. And he looks unbelievable on the hoof. But then the, then the tape's really good too, as you've watched. <laughs> I think I
0: think there's not many guys like that just yeah. running around the gym. You know what I mean? No, no they, they were just in they were just in Indianapolis. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, all those guys were at the pro combine. Um, you also got a chance to talk to Ruben Owens, a story that Justin Wells of Inside Texas broke this morning. Ruben Owens initially scheduled to come into Texas last weekend, uh, cancels at the last minute. Had some other stuff he needed to do, including a running running a local track meet. Uh, was scheduled to go to Syracuse this weekend, instead cancels that and is now going to Texas uh, this weekend. Uh, the state's top running back uh, on the board for the Longhorns right now. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Ruben Owens? I know you talked to his dad uh, earlier today. Uh, what's going on at that, uh, with the state's top running back?
1: I think the main thing was getting that visit schedule. Um, he, he, again, he is coming in Saturday uh, uh, to Austin for the unofficial visit. The visit schedule lines up like this. He's going – he's scheduled to be at a and uh, next weekend for the spring game. Michigan State on the 16th, I believe, that weekend. Then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, look, he's going to take two or three officials this summer. He's going to make use of those summer official visits. And then he's going to save a couple of officials for the season. So there's a chance he commits before his senior season, right before the season, or there's a chance this thing goes all the way. Um, we'll have to see on that. Uh, but look getting him on campus again is big obviously just Shard Choice is impactful in that recruitment uh, they visited georgia tech as we've said many times and Tashard choice was a, a key factor in in the relationship building with the owens family when he was at georgia tech and now that he's at texas that only strengthens uh texas chances and obviously um you know Owens, is uh, he, he's running a track meet today, Bobby. I want to point this out because he put a 10-7 on the board. I don't know if that was FAT a couple of weeks ago. He's running today against Bryce Turner, one of the faster kids in, in the state at Bay City. So, And this is a FAT time, the track meet. So those guys are going to push each other, so we'll see where they're at, both those guys are at on the track. But uh, Ruben, I know, is hoping to to, to run that 10-6-5 in FAT. We'll see if he gets there. That's all wind-dependent, you know. But uh, his recruitment is, again, Texas this weekend, A&M the night, the following weekend, and and Michigan State on the 16th. Georgia, Alabama, Georgia's very much in it. Alabama's in it. I mean, he's going to go visit a lot of places. He could still visit Syracuse. He's not going to go to Syracuse. He may still visit there. But I just still believe this recruitment is trending uh, Texas, Texas A&M, probably Georgia.
0: Gotcha. Um, so real quick also, uh, we mentioned those three things happening just today on Thursday, us, us, us uh, kind of learning about all of those things. Um, you, you had put in a pick for Samaj Burrell. Others have put in a couple of other picks uh, for Texas in recruiting, one of them being Jordan Matthews, uh, the uh, defensive back out of uh, – out of baton rouge woodlawn we learned today that he's also coming in this weekend uh for a for an unofficial visit to texas and then will randall another another louisianan out of uh new orleans Isidore newman high school teammate obviously of arch manning the tight end uh justin wells uh picking him to go to texas uh this week as well what are your thoughts on both matthews and randall
1: yeah, I think Matthews is an interesting prospect. Uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a talented defensive back. He's in the on three hundred top three hundred uh, prospects in the country. You know, he, he, LSU legacy, but the new staff hasn't re-engaged there with an offer, which is you know something is notable, right? And but I think he's a kid who fits the Texas scheme. And, and Texas has identified that, and and Terry Joseph's been all over that recruitment, and obviously Corday Hankton, Bo Davis, Brandon Harris. I mean, there's a number of guys on the Texas staff. With uh, ties in Louisiana, we talked about this uh, Whenever the last recruiting show we did, Bobby, is they're going to be in the hunt on all the Louisiana kids they want to be because of all those connections. They're going to have every angle of the recruitment from somebody on that staff, a couple people on that staff. They're going to know where the recruitment's at, and that's going to enable them to stay in there and fight for kids. Uh, but Matthews is a kid who, you know, he could play corner, maybe ends up playing safety. I think that's to be determined. Uh, But he's a talented kid, obviously, with multiple SEC offers. Uh, Texas A&M is in on that recruitment, and and obviously that would be a big win for Texas out of the Pelican State. Will Randall, look, I mean, you know, he's one of the top couple tight ends on the Texas board, a guy that's obviously teammates with Arch Manning, good friends with Arch Manning, and uh, Texas has been on him uh, for a while since Steve Sarkeesian and staff were hired in Austin. Um, and, look, he's an Alabama legacy, uh, but he's a Texas lean, and that's where that's at.
0: Yeah. Um, Matthews, 6'1", 165. Uh, Randall, four 220. Samaj Burrell, uh, the other one that we were talking about, lists at 6'1", uh, 215 pounds. To the transfer portal we go. Uh, we okay. mentioned O'Shawn Mathis, uh, of course, is one of the key prospects that Texas is recruiting hard Uh, News came out this week that he'll be visiting Nebraska in the next couple of weeks. That's the only other school other than Texas that he's really uh, uh, visited thus far, I believe. I know he's got some others like Ole Miss and USC and some others. Uh, Nebraska with the running backs coach, formerly a TCU assistant. So that's the, the in there. Um, But also Josh White, a linebacker from originally from Houston's Side Creek High School, was the I think he was the defensive player of the year in in Houston area as a high school senior, went to uh, LSU out of high school and and now is looking to transfer, played in, I I think, uh, 10 games as a freshman, Uh, then sat out last year with an injury. Um, He's looking at Texas, but also a couple other conference school or Big 12 schools. Uh, what's the latest on that?
1: Yeah, I think it, important to note his kind of his timeline at LSU. Freshman year, you know, he was 210 pounds ish. As senior year in high school, he was a gunner as a freshman at LSU at 230 pounds. So that tells you his athletic ability, right? That he can run. That he he retained his speed when he gained 20 pounds after uh, after graduating from high school. So that throw that one out there first of all, as you know, level athlete you're dealing with. Gunner, linebacker, freshman, SEC for a team that won a national championship, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty high-level stuff. Um, he had a torn labrum, I believe, shoulder injury, which knocked him out of last year. Um, so people haven't seen him in a while. But, look, Baylor's going to be the team to beat. Dave Aranda recruited him to LSU, uh, and obviously with Aranda's success at Baylor, and that relationship, which is really strong, uh, Baylor's going to be the team to beat. I could see him making an, uh, an official visit to uh, TCU. TCU's going after him really hard, um, and we'll see what happens with Texas. But I think Baylor is the competition and the team
0: to beat. Okay, got it. Uh, but the Longhorns have offered him. Correct. so They haven't offered a bunch of guys in the portal, but Oshan Mathis and uh, Josh White are certainly two of them. Uh, you know, Jerry, I, I look at this list, and I want to go back to something that that uh, you and I talked about uh, at one point, and that's this idea of uh, Texas and OU going head-to-head in the Metroplex a little yep. bit. Um, and particularly um, a, a guy like Burrell who's, you know, not, he's not in Dallas, on the west side, he's really uh, North Crowley's in Fort Worth, kind of, right. essentially. And then you kind of creep over and you got guys at Mansfield like Andre Cojo. Uh, you have Javen to Then you have all of the Arlington kids, right? right. Uh, so from, from Jamel Johnson to Lafayette Kway to Javen Toviano... Uh, all of those guys. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Um, you know, David Hicks.
1: If David Hicks and Allen,
0: the big one, yep. yeah. Yeah, and, and so my my point being is you have all of these guys in that area that, you know, OU is definitely involved. Texas seems to be a little bit ahead of the game on almost all of those guys except Hicks, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, look, to, let's start with Toviano because he's coming in this weekend. He was an Oklahoma lean before the coaching change. We've mentioned this before. That caused him to take a couple of big steps back in the process. I think that really allowed Texas to get their foot back in the door. He came in January uh, 22nd weekend. That was a really good visit for Toviano and Texas. So now he's coming back this weekend. He's been to LSU. He's been to uh, uh, Georgia. He's been to a lot of places. Look, he's one of the top defensive backs in the country. And by the way, there's a similarity with uh, Samaj Burrell and Javon Toviano, whenever you talk to those guys, they come across as professional human beings at a young age, which it, it, the longer you're in the business, man, that checks a big box, right? Guys who have the maturity, but also then have the tape and the talent. Uh, those guys t- tend to hit at the next level if they stay healthy. So something to keep in mind, There were Toviano, well, no matter if it's corner safety, Nick, or whoever he ends up playing. Uh, but, yeah, look, Oklahoma is trying to fight. Has tried to fight their way back in there on that recruitment. Uh, I, I think they're in it, but you know, look, Brent Venables, Oklahoma is targeting DFW, and rightly so, even more than the prior staff did, and they really did. And Oklahoma has to make a big living in the DFW area, but I think it's going to be huge for Brent Venables. Uh, David Hicks is a massive recruitment for Oklahoma uh, because Texas A&M is giving them a real fight there. I think Texas is running a distant third or fourth. I mean, Miami's in it. Alabama's in it. That's not one I see Texas winning. I think that one's going to be the Oklahoma a and battle, and that's the other intrigue in Dallas right now, Bobby, and it's great for fans. If you're Oklahoma fan, Texas fan, and a and fans, they're all in there on the same guys in that DFW area. You know, the Hicks's, Tovianos. So it makes for some real fun recruitments. Uh, I think Texas is more than holding their own with every kid uh, save David Hicks.
0: Um, so... I, we mentioned the defensive lineman with Zalance Herd. Uh There are a couple other out-of-state defensive linemen coming in this weekend that are uh, of note: uh, Desmond Umiozulu, uh, the cousin of Neto Umiozulu, out of uh, uh, the Washington D.C. Baltimore area, is coming in, as well as um, uh, Michael uh, Gardner. Michael. What
1: Gardner? Gardner. Gardner out of, Gardner
0: out of, of uh, Phoenix Liberty. Yeah. Uh, he's coming in, uh, and then you know. Add him to, to Zalance Hurd, and all of a sudden you've got three legit big-time defensive linemen from out of state. And add in Samu Tamu Pepe, the, the, the guy down in Itascasita that
1: Jaron Woods. Jaron Woods at LaGrange.
0: Jaron Woods. There's just a number of big guys coming in on defense right now.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Yeah, and yes, Bo Davis, edge coaches, yes, defensive coaches in general. Uh, You know, Braylon Shelby from Friendswood coming in as well, right? I mean, Dylan Spencer, commitment coming in. I mean, that's a big one to me. Dylan Spencer's a big one because people have to understand this. He committed to Texas, and he didn't tell his mom before he committed to Texas. So there's still recruiting to be done there, right? Recruiting's never over. But Dylan Spitzer coming in with mom. Mom gets to sit down with the Texas staff, really solidify that, that commitment uh, because schools aren't backing off. That only puts a target on Texas back when a kid commits that early, especially under those circumstances. So, yeah, it's a big weekend. I, I think what's interesting is – and then you had a kid like Colton Vossick who Texas tried to get in, but from Austin-Westlake, obviously UT legacy, but he already had plane tickets to Oregon for a visit. So he's going to Oregon. He'll probably be at Texas for the spring game. Uh, but look, it's also decision time. It's still evaluation time. I think that's important to note. I mean, all these kids coming in, the reality is Mikael Gardner is coming in from Peoria, Arizona. He's never sat down with the Texas staff before, the full staff. They went out to see him in January. That's a lot different than sitting down with the staff. So Lance heard same thing. So it's big for the kids to make the visits, but I think it's just as impactful for the coaching staffs to sit down with these kids because the evaluation process is still ongoing. And they make that this may push them closer to, to some decisions at positions this weekend headed into the uh, spring evaluation period.
0: What do you make of uh, Tyler Turner, uh, the former Baylor commitment out of San Antonio Brennan? He's coming in this weekend. His, his stock seems to have really risen, uh, not just with Texas, but with a number of programs over the last month or so.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, Jamel Johnson's committed, right? Texas just had Jamal Shaw in last weekend from West Orange Stark. He's going to visit TCU in a couple of weeks. I think it's the same everywhere with this Texas staff. We know they recruit through the whistle on the very top targets, and we know they're going to take the evaluation process slow and steady throughout the state of Texas and nationally in this class. So, you know, I think, again, putting Jamal Shaw in front of the Texas staff last week, it was huge. Putting Tyler Turner back in front of the – Texas staff is huge. I think that's part of the evaluation process. I think a lot of these offers become guys you roll out the red carpet for later at any point in time in the recruitment. And I think that's where this Texas staff is right now. They're still trying to figure that out and make the best evaluations they can on who they're truly going to push and try to get in the boat uh, this summer and leading
0: into the season. We mentioned K-Way, the tight end from the Arlington area. But he's not the only pass catcher coming in. It's a pretty stout wide receiver group coming in, too. Uh, you you were down to see Jack Quez Petaway earlier this week yeah. at Lingham Creek. He's coming in. Jonah Wilson uh, out of Spring DeCaney. I know that Texas uh, has really liked him. That's the one that uh, Sark and uh, Brendan Marion and went and saw him play basketball this yeah. summer this winter and then end up offering I think the very next day Jalen Brown a wide receiver out of Gulliver Prep in Miami and then of course uh, Kyle Parker out of the Metroplex at Lovejoy and Jonte Cook uh, out of uh, DeSoto uh, who is widely considered the state's uh, number one receiver a lot of receivers coming in as well
1: yeah no doubt by the way Ian Reed ha- ha- how fast this stuff happens just tweeted that Alabama offered him. So there's one of the top offensive line targets that was in. Also, that I mean, for the people that are new to recruiting, I know there's a lot of people that follow us and inside Texas that have been following recruiting for years. But this stuff is happening really fast right now uh, with the visits and headed into this evaluation period. So Ian Reed just offered by Alabama, but yeah, big time receivers uh, coming in this weekend. Look, Jonte Cook again, obviously Jonte Cook and Ruben Owens are close uh, along with Arch Manning. Jonah Wilson, we've mentioned it before, but uh, look, that was a guy that Brendan Marion liked before he got to Austin. Then when he went to see him, what put it over the top was Sarkeesian and Brennan Marion going to uh, watching Jonah Wilson play basketball, where that athleticism really translated. Uh, so again, it's, you know, it's, coming, it's coming down to, again, I think it's the same at every position, Bobby that continued evaluation process for a limited number of spots at each position and meeting and spending time with these kids and their families and trying your best to find the absolute best fit because Kyle Parker's talented enough to play at Texas. Jonah Wilson's talented enough to play at Texas. Obviously Jalen Brown's talented enough to play anywhere, right? Um, You know, John Cook's talented enough to play anywhere, but you still have to make the best decisions you can. You still have to continue to evaluate past the tape. And that's why these visits, we always talk about the visits for kids, but I think the visits are just as important for the staffs when they're really sitting down and and having conversations, real conversations with these kids and these parents, because NILs changed the game, right? I mean, there's some, uh, you know, look, we hear about it in this business, Bobby, there's some people that don't even want to talk football on a visit, they only want to talk NIL. Well, that may not be the best fit for your football program, especially as you're trying to build a program. So I think everything, we're in such a chaotic recruiting time right now that the evaluation process for staffs is more important than ever.
0: I think it's interesting, Ian Reed getting offered by Alabama, Jaden Chapman offered by Alabama, both guys offered relatively first or soonest uh, by Texas. It's kind of clear to me, that Nick Saban uh, probably has some respect for Kyle Flood as an offensive line coach and uh, sees some similarities uh, in how they want to recruit.
1: Well, and um, look, he, he, just, he just offered a lineman that was in Austin with Arch Manning last weekend. Arch Manning's <laughs> going to Alabama this weekend. A lot of recruiting <laughs> games going on around the country right now.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a, a, you know, I, I almost wonder if they're just needling each other. Georgia <laughs> offered Bravion Rogers from LaGrange. Uh, yeah. earlier this week. I mean, at what level is the interplay here that uh, we don't, we just don't know because it's, I mean, look, uh, recruiting is one of those fascinating things that there's not always hard answers, but there's a lot of innuendo and, and maybes and whatnot. Uh, but obviously Texas first on Ian Reed, or not necessarily first, but one of the very first on Ian Reed and Jaden Chapman. Now both of those guys end up with Alabama offers when really they did not have that high, high profile until the Longhorns uh, kind of got right. on top of so both. Kyle, the-
1: Kyle, Kyle, Flood, and the staff deserve a lot of credit for early identification.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, you mentioned uh, Arch, and I gotta, uh, I gotta go to that because yeah. not only are not only is he visiting Alabama this weekend, uh, but he he visited Georgia prior to Texas. Coming off his Texas visit this past weekend, uh, te- some Texas people thinks, think it's Texas. Some Georgia people think think it's Georgia. I think that we just don't know. I mean, right. I, I think that I think both have pluses and minuses, and this isn't to, to say, oh, he's definitely going here. He's definitely going there. I, th- I don't know that Arch knows for sure where he wants to go. I do think that Texas, like Eric Nalina said, has put themselves in an unbelievable or an enviable even position overall.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's all true. And I think the biggest point is, I don't think he knows where he's going yet. I don't think the family knows where he's going yet. Uh, I don't – look, this is family is not one to string along college coaches if you know where you're going. There's too many long-standing relationships, and I think people need to understand that. If this kid absolutely knew where he was going, they wouldn't waste Nick Saban's time. They wouldn't waste Steve Sarkeesian's time or Kirby Smart's time or guys on the staff. It's not – that this family's been around a long time, so I think that the, the common sense approach tells you and understanding the family that he's still in the decision making process and i've heard twice this morning that the process could go for a while this is this is not something that it looks like as of today look this stuff changes but as of today it doesn't look like we're coming to an april conclusion necessarily it looks like this could play out a little bit longer uh so I I think that just uh, enhances the battle, right? Um, I do believe, and I will stand by this. Nothing, I've heard nothing to change my opinion that Arch prefers Austin and Athens for a college experience. I think he likes that, really likes the college town of Athens, really likes Austin, the University of Texas, and the city. So I think he likes both of those places quite a bit. um, And nobody's told me anything different than that. Um, and the interesting thing now with with Alabama is, you know, Alabama knows that Arch prefers those two areas for his college experience. Now, how do you combat that if you're Alabama this weekend? Obviously, they know everybody knows the score, right? So, how are they going to go after that this weekend? And you go after that with, you know, what? Nick Saban's the greatest coach, and um, you know what? He's won more national titles than everybody else, and you know, w- we develop players at a higher rate than everybody else, and. Does that necessarily have to appeal to Arch? Maybe. Maybe it doesn't. But does it appeal to people around Arch? We'll we'll find out.
0: Yeah, I think that's all fair. Um, I wrote an article this morning. I want to get your take on uh, just to, to to see what you think. I wrote that I feel like Texas has got some momentum in recruiting right now um, and kind of gaining it. Obviously, the two big visit weekends back-to-back helped that. Uh, but my, my thought process was that even though they're gaining momentum, they're not necessarily gaining these – avalanche of commitments right um i don't expect a flood of them i think is the term i used, uh but i think it's about time they start getting a little bit more traction and they probably will get a few commitments here and there do you like how they're handling recruiting right now uh, do you sense that it's similar uh, somewhat to last year and that they're going to stick on the same guys or they're they're evaluating thoroughly i mean uh, just give people your personal overall take on on the whole idea of how Texas is recruiting right now and whether or not they truly do have some momentum.
1: Yeah, I, I think they have momentum behind the scenes, right? I'm not sure they have public momentum in recruiting right now, but I think with certain prospects behind the scenes, they have momentum, and I think that really is what matters right now. Now, I agree with you 100%. Uh, having a Samaj Burrell, while he may not have the name or ID recognition of a Ajante Cook or Ruben Owens um, or those guys, just having a top-hundred-guy-level kid in the country, if he were to pop soon and commit, that adds to it, right? I mean, you know, you need to have some strong voices in recruiting. Because, look, if a Samaj Burrell were to jump in, then that's a signal to a Darian Gillette. Because, you know, in a way, because Burrell played youth football when he lived in Marlin with Gillette, right, even though he lives in Fort Worth now. That's a signal to other defensive players, right? Texas struggled on defense last year. If Burrell's like, I see opportunity here. This is where I'm going. I love the coaching staff. Now, all that stuff adds to your momentum. So, yeah, I, I think Texas needs to get out two, three more guys in the boat here to start building the public momentum to go with the private momentum. And um, But the bulk of these guys aren't ready to make decisions yet. The guys that you really need uh, to go, if you're going to recruit through the whistle, a lot of these guys aren't going to make decisions in April or May. So you're going to, and maybe some, maybe some of them move up their timelines. But it's looking more like June, July, August, right before the season starts is when a lot of guys are going to pop. But I look Texas recruiting the top, the best players they they feel like they have on their board, and they're going to recruit them through the whistle. And, and I think that's the the correct strategy again because the portal gives the blue blood programs a swing and miss opportunity to go fill a need
0: yeah um jerry uh you and i work with inside texas InsideTexas.com. uh there are more than two dozen recruits scheduled to visit austin this weekend we have the the list that's as up to date as it can be as of right now on InsideTexas.com. right now uh, there's also a special for subscribers uh, first time subscribers to inside texas can get four months of a uh, premium subscription for just one dollar it's an introductory price, and uh, we've got we've had almost a 1,000 or more people sign up in the last uh, uh, month alone, and uh, it's been a good time. Uh, Jerry, thanks again for joining us. Go over to Tyler High and figure it out.
1: By, by the way, I want to I make one – I forgot one important thing on the evaluation process. Look, I was at Jacksonville High this morning. We've talked about Devin McEwen. Charles Power and I put him in the top 300 prospects in the country, off the tape and off the track. This is where recruiting, the evaluation process is so important. You know, McEwen is an unbelievable kid and student, by the way. His brother plays at TCU. 5'11 and change, 175 pounds. He ran a 10-4 wind-dated. He's won a 10-5 on the hand watch. Um, they have a big track meet at White House this afternoon. You're talking about a guy who runs 10-7, 10-6, 10-7. Uh, so average 15 a game in basketball. 1,000 yards receiving, what, five interceptions, something, something crazy numbers like that. He is so under-recruited right now, it's crazy. But that's how important the evaluation process, and I really believe the spring evaluation process is huge for the Texas staff, because you know they're going to go through Jacksonville take a look at this kid. And that's why not rushing to get, all the, get a lot of commitments right now I think is smart, because the reality is they could have four guys that they would take right now, at corner or wide out. And when you go watch McEwen, if he puts a 10-5 up at a district meeting and you go watch him in person, you decide, you know what, hold on. This guy's a better player. He's got more upside. We may need to shift gears. So that's how important the, process, the evaluation process is.
0: Gotcha. All right, Jerry Hamilton, thank you so much. Uh, this has been uh, a special episode of On Texas Football from the road. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.